Welcome to the Ear for Fear podcast, the horror movie podcast that boils and ghouls and dead alike are screaming for. Don't be afraid to listen as Rick and the Creeps bore their way into your brains, slither down onto your arteries, into your still beating hearts. Hi, welcome to the Ear for Fear podcast. I'm Rick, and this is the podcast that talks about scary movies or movies trying to be scary. Today, we're going to be doing 1986's Aliens, uh, directed by James Cameron, joined by our special guest, Micah Brown. Hello. Thanks for coming on out, buddy. Uh, This is your first time here. Before you and I jump into it, uh, let's do a quick synopsis. Uh, 57 years after surviving an attack aboard her spaceship by alien creatures, Officer Ripley awakens from hypersleep and tries to warn anyone who will listen about the Predators. man so 1986's aliens uh so have you ever seen this i'm just kidding of course you have uh this is your you said one of your favorite movies it is my all-time favorite movie and uh, i just love all the craftsmanship and the work that went into this movie and just the pacing it's like a, a a roller coaster ride in the terms of it's got a slow build and then once it gets going it just it you have a hard time just getting your breath it lets you breathe for a split second and then it's back at it again. So I, I agree. You know, it's funny is I've seen this several times, probably not as many times as you, <laughs> but I was watching it this morning for the episode. Just, you know, I do that sometimes just so I remember everything. And of course, nearing 50, it still doesn't work because I don't remember shit anymore. But I <laughs> but I I haven't seen Alien in a bit. And for those who don't know, and I I, I think most horror fans are going to understand that Aliens is the sequel to Alien which came out in 1979 directed by a Ridley Scott and and it's a great movie but it's it's a slow it's a very slow burn movie right this one i forgot look it's it's there's a lot of action going on in this movie but it it takes a long time to get there right. we're talking like what maybe 40 or 50 minutes before before really we get any alien or predator action, you know? Yeah. And, and that's what makes it so different because most movies, they just get right into it. Where as uh, on this one, you get a little bit of a, depending on which version of you watch, uh, there's a, um, a special edition, which gets into Ripley losing her, her daughter. Uh-huh. Um, so she was lost in space, I believe for 57 years. Yeah. And her daughter was dead by the time she gets back. So she's oh. got that emotional grief, and that's why in this movie, when she meets Newt, it's like a second chance for her. Oh, so that I so that makes more sense with that connection. You exactly. Know? I mean, not that any of us would not try to save a little 
kid or, you know, but that makes more sense. Now that's the direct, like, is that a director's cut? That that's on the special edition oh. version, which um, back in the, uh, I want to say the nineties, you could only get it. Uh, ABC had aired it and I had seen it there first, but there was a, um, a laser disc version, which became the oh. Holy grail of laser oh, really? because it had like this 20 minutes of extra footage and aliens. And yeah. it had what was called a Hadley's hope, which showed Newt and her family going out to explore the derelict ship. And wow. that's where it brings it back. And the, the whole, uh, LV four twenty six gets infected. So. Oh, okay. That's interesting. I watched, I think the theatrical version, so I didn't, okay. I didn't get the extra 15, 20 minutes. So it would have been kind of cool to see that. Is that what you watched? I for love the episode? It. It's yeah. the only version I watch. Uh, uh, there's some scenes from Bill Paxton in there, uh, where he's bragging about how badass the Marines are. <laughs> and, uh, he's like, we even got sharp sticks. And it was just, <laughs> it, it's just so much of Bill Paxton that just brings so much life energy and rest in peace to Bill Paxton. Exactly. God. What's, what's interesting is, and I forgot about this, James Cameron, of course, is we know did the Terminator, right? Which Bill Paxton had that really short scene at the be- <laughs> at the beginning of the movie, yep. and of course Michael Bean, who's in both of these movies, is in as well. Yes. And now tell me this: um, Why did Ridley Scott not do Aliens? Is it was there a reason? Was there like something going on with like the studio? Like was it a money thing? Why Why did James Cameron get involved? Because I know a lot of people got pissed off that. Ridley Scott wasn't back to do aliens. Like all the people yeah. that worked on alien, they're like, screw you. I don't want to help you out. Here. <laughs> well, James Cameron had mentioned that he also didn't really want to make a sequel to, uh, to alien because he considered alien a perfect film and which it is, it, it is just a yeah. masterpiece of a film. But one of the things, uh, when he had fired, uh, Dick Bush, the cinematographer, he brought in a Adrian, uh, Biddle, I think is how you say his name. And he was one of the commercial cinematographers for Ridley Scott. So that's oh. why it has this Ridley Scott feel mm-hmm. to it still. Um, but yeah, Dick Bush didn't want, he wanted to do the traditional way of lighting. He wanted everything brightly lit. Whereas James mm. Cameron wanted things in shadow and dark and mm-hmm. strobes and all this. It was a different kind of filmmaking for that time. Uh, no one had done anything like it. And that's why it looks so different. If you ever notice a lot of the lighting, there's usually strobes. Or something going on, mm. and that's what you had in Alien. Yeah, had like those flat. Uh-huh. It's just like a haunted house in space. Yeah, and he—that's what was so nice about uh, Adrian's style—is that he brought that into the interesting the, the film. You know, watching watching Aliens again, and it has such a Terminator feel to it. Yes, like it feels like <laughs> it almost feels like if Alien never happened, that this was almost like a sequel ish to the Terminator. It felt so much like, dude, the colors, the music sounded just like Terminator. Yeah. Um, the sets, the spaceships, all the gear, it all felt like, it felt like Terminator. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, and uh, speaking of the music, uh, James Horner's score is just another uh, person that we lost also. Um, his score on that is uh, very reminiscent to uh, Star Trek Rathacon. You'll oh. see a lot of the similar horns and brass. In fact, they used us, uh, some of the uh, parts that they didn't use in Aliens ended up in Die Hard uh oh no shit yeah so is that right yeah so it's just really it's really cool to kind of uh um he has a distinct sound you know and those screech the screech noises that you hear yeah and something pops out james didn't like that at first but then when he heard it he used it throughout the film so let me ask you did he also do this do the 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 score for the terminator because you know, it, not, it, uh, let me find out it, it really sounds the same like there were times during aliens 
that it felt it, like the, the the music felt like ooh, the Terminator music. Yeah. Like it almost identical, like towards the end of the Terminator when she's running through the, I forget what it is. Uh, it's like a, is it like a shop or something? It's like, a, it, it, you know, right before the, it, and it's like, it's that tense, that tense feeling it, and that music is kicking in and that's, yeah. and that's what it felt like towards the end of the movie of Aliens. It felt very similar, very reminiscent of that. Yeah. So did he? Did he? Did he? Does it say? I'm not seeing it on here because no. uh, uh, I think what Terminator was 84, right? I think it was 84. Yeah. 84. Yeah. No, he he didn't he, do he it. He didn't do it. No. Yeah. It's funny though. I've noticed, you know, watching especially for the podcast, I noticed that uh, certain composers will borrow from other composers. Yeah. They do. And like, I, I remember us doing an episode, I think it was dead alive, uh, Peter Jackson's dead alive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it sounds like Tim Burton, like a not as polished version of Tim Burton, you know? And, and, and that's, what's funny. It's like, it's it, well, like Tim Burton. I mean, Tim Burton, obviously the director, let's say Danny Elfman, for instance, you know, Danny Elfman usually scores Tim Burton's movies. Right. And it has a, has a very distinct sound. And that's what kind of like dead alive sounded like. And I think a lot of these composers probably borrow from each other, you know, it's kind of like really with any art form, right? You borrow a little bit, you know, it's just, it's just, it's flattery in the business. It is. (laughs) And sometimes I use the wrong terminology and I'll say, well, they ripped them off. And I don't think that's really the case. I I think what either sometimes they're just paying homage to them. Right. Exactly. So So, uh, in terms of the music, it was uh, Brad Fidel that did the music for the Terminator movies. In fact, it looks like uh, he did Terminator two, the first Terminator dark fate. So yeah, he, he kind of, uh, okay. So he's okay. Do you notice with, um, with uh, James Cameron and I, and I never caught it until, until today while I was watching it, he, he really empowers his, his lead actresses. Yes, he does. He does. Right. Like, like, you know, um, Linda Hamilton as Sarah Connor. I'm like, she's a badass. Mm-hmm. She's more of a badass in Terminator too. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, Sigourney Weaver is Ripley here. Like hell, I would even say like, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and true lies, uh, Titanic. And I always forget the actress's name in Titanic. Um, uh, uh, Kate, Kate Winslet. Yeah. I mean, yeah. right. She's yeah. very, you know, like he, 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 he embraces that. Hey, you know, take the reins and be powerful and, and don't be, cause a lot of times in, in movies, especially eighties, these women were very submissive. Yes. It's a sign of the, a sign of that times, you know, and no, not James Cameron. That that's one of the things that always impressed me about aliens. And um, Sigourney Weaver really liked this because it changed filmmaking for women from that point on. Women were no longer just submissive and crying in in the corner as, as uh, you know, uh, I mean, they would do something like Jamie Lee Curtis and Halloween would do something, yes. you know, and, but then there's a crying moment. You know, yeah, and yeah. this, like when Ripley's uh, loading up in the elevator, she kind of gets her neck twitched and is like ready for yeah, war. Yeah. And no other movie had ever done anything with a lead female role like that. So it was something very inspirational for women at that time. And she became a, a hero for a lot of these young girls. It was so groundbreaking for, yeah. for that time. And did I hear she was nominated for an Academy Award for Aliens? Did you hear this? I, I did I not was, know that. Not that I'm, I, I'm shocked in the sense that because we know the Academy usually craps on, let's say, the quote unquote horror movie or, or sci-fi. Or sci-fi. <laughs> they really do, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, they, they just they kind of dismiss it. You know, and and I think I, I don't think she won, but I think she was nominated. And I'm like, that's huge. You know, 
Yeah, I Before, wish she got it. That that would have been I amazing. Know, I know. She, she's right? such a well. Like, it's like we were talking Hollywood. about. We were talking about this in I think the Hereditary episode. Like Tony Collette mm-hmm. was just phenomenal in that. And 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 how is she not nominated for for yeah. you know an Academy Award? Okay, I understand you want to give it to someone else, but at least nominate her because she was phenomenal in that. Right. It's like it's like if it's just at least some recognition, something of it. right. Yeah. I don't know why they always crap on yeah sci-fi. Horror, I mean, comedy, they don't even recognize. <laughs> like, they don't even recognize. But they have all these other, like, st- I'm, I'm not going to say stupid. But to me, I feel meaningless, at least in my eyes. I'm sure the person who is getting nominated and wins is a big deal to them. But I, I don't even know some of the categories they have. It's like, come yeah. on, really? So, you know, I tell you what, do this. If if have it a separate category, best best performance in a horror movie slash sci- I don't know. Give them some love here. <laughs> it's like you got sound uh, sound design and sound editing and yeah. sound cutting. Uh, I'm like, what's the difference? Yeah, what is the difference? <laughs> I mean, there is, but it's just like, why not just have those other categories too? You know? I'm surprised they don't. Yep. So so sometimes when I watch like the credits of movies, uh, like like say a Marvel movie, and I, I found myself watching the credits because we know in all the Marvel movies there's that 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 little Easter egg at the end. Yeah. So then you're almost forced to watch the credits or get on your phone, but it just goes down and I see just thousands and thousands and thousands of names. Yeah. Do they have a category for the person has to enter all those names? (laughs) I I don't know what that category would be. Best credit name insertion. uh, I I can't remember um, what the cost of having your name. I think it's like $300 or something. Is that right? Yeah. So it's like you either get a bonus or or you can have your name in the credits. Oh, is that right? Yeah. That's hilarious. (laughs) Something like that. It's hilarious. So before you and I guess jump into this thing, let me uh, typically what I do is when we have a new guest. Uh, I just asked some random questions about horror movies because uh, we are a horror podcast. Okay. And uh, you don't know what the questions are. Um, and just uh, answer them freely. If you don't know offhand, we'll go to the next one. Sounds good. All right, man. Cool. Uh, so let's see here. Uh, okay. Uh, for me, I'm a huge fan of music when it comes to horror movies. Same here. Yeah. So, oh, so yeah. is there is there something specific in horror movies that feels like sets the tone for you? Like... Like to me, it's like you could have an okay horror movie and then all of a sudden you put in this like killer score and it's like, okay, all of a sudden it went from like a five to an eight for me. Well, it's like, Is, ima- I'm looking at your poster of Jaws on the wall. Oh my God. Imagine yeah. Jaws without that rift. Oh yeah. It wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't be the same. It movie. wouldn't be the same. It, 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 yeah. it builds an attention. You never even see the shark, but as soon as you hear the music, you know it's there. Oh, it's there. Yeah. yeah. And so that, that's why I always liked about, even like with Aliens, Aliens has a very subtle soundtrack. Except when it goes into the action modes, you'll have like these kind of and these little echoes yeah. that go through, but it's just kind of get building an ambiance. Yes. Uh, of emptiness yeah. because they, they didn't have anybody when they got there. It was empty. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it, I, I find that James Horner used music in this movie, like in a perfect way. It was just there when you needed it and to build the ambience. Yeah. And then yeah. it was silent. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, I find sometimes silence also gives you, a very unsettling feel. I, I get very anxious yes. <laughs> when I'm watching a movie and there's too much silence. I get super anxious. Yes, and I and it's like yeah, it's an uneasy feeling. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when someone's walking through a dark house in a in like oh. a haunted house movie. Yeah. If you have a score going, oh. it ruins it. But if it's silent and they're trying to look around the corner, then when you have that that split second mm. sound of you know whatever jumping out at them, 
it terrifies you. It, 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 it does, dude. It does. All right. So let's see. Uh, do you remember first horror movie you ever saw? I know that's going to probably go back a ways. The Thing. No shit. John Carpenter's The Thing. And wow. in fact, I, I actually put The Thing and Aliens as kind of almost the same type of movie. Uh, you you have, uh, they're going to this uh, place that, uh, I, I was trying to put the two movies side by side because they almost have the kind of the same beats. You know, you have the queen at the end. Uh, you have mm-hmm. two people that they don't know if they have the alien inside of them or <laughs> yeah, not. Yeah. You know, you have R- uh, Newton Ripley in those cryo chambers. Does Newt have the alien in her? You know, you don't know. I always, it's like, it's funny. I, yeah. I, I always feel that like, is it there? Yeah. Is it not there? Yeah. You know? Because there was amount of time that, you know, it took Ripley to get to Newt before, you know, she could have been ingested. We don't know. You yeah. Know? And that's no, what made it's it true. very, very it's true. Damn the thing. Yeah. That's a great movie. Oh I yeah. Mean, John Carpenter's. That's a classic masterpiece. It really is. The practical yep. effects. And we've mentioned this before on the podcast. Like I, I don't know of any other movie that in, that that basically implemented practical effects better right. than the thing. Like some people would argue, like oh, uh, may, maybe American Werewolf in London, and and that's look, yeah, it's it's good, it's but. good. <laughs> but I just, I'm sorry, but when you have a head that comes off and turns yes. into a spider, yes, I, I, I took Dude, my head off. Just I mean, ph- it's just it's amazing. phenomenal. I, I I don't know if any if anyone out there is listening that knows of. Any other movie that has better practical effects, chime in, send us a message, do something. But awesome. to me, that is like the the Mount Rushmore practical effects for sure. Exactly. Um, now, you know, are you okay? So even though we're a horror podcast, you're more of a sci-fi guy, right? I love sci-fi, Star Trek, you, Star Wars, yeah, all of it. Yeah, you're more so sci-fi than I would say horror. Yeah, but you like horror, like I mean, you know, you love the horror. The horror genre. Well, maybe maybe love is a little. I strong. love monster movies. Oh, there you go. Yeah. What's your favorite monster movie? Um, wow, that's uh, that's a tough let, one. Let's come back to that one. Come back to that yeah, one for sure. I couldn't. I wouldn't even know what my favorite. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, how about this? Um, worst horror movie? Maybe you ever watched Creature. Creature. Oh my goodness! Oh it's gosh! Awful. I, I, I tried to. It's on from- CBS right now uh, on uh, Paramount Plus. You can you can uh, fast forward through it and see what it's I'm talking bad. About. It's so bad. I think I remember seeing the the, the VHS cover for it's it. It's got maybe? a cool cover. It's what got that you're... alien head yes, on there. Yeah. It's a complete ripoff of Aliens. Oh, or so trying to be anyway. And it's bad. Uh, <laughs> it's so bad. I don't think I ever saw it. It's pretty <laughs> shitty. Yeah, yep. it's funny again how how like a movie will come out and it's huge, and then people try to again, yeah, you know, borrow quote unquote <laughs> borrow or just try to you know. I remember when. I love this. I don't know if you ever seen Krampus. It came out. It's. I actually have it on my iPhone. Oh, dude, I, I Krampus love is one Krampus. of my favorites. It's like the next thing, best thing from Army of Darkness. It's got <laughs> yeah. that kind of feel it's, to it's, it. Yeah, it's campy. I love campy stuff, and yep. I, you know, and but right around the time Krampus came out, there was another movie that came out literally around the same time. I don't remember what it was called. I didn't watch it, but it was exactly the same premise. And it's like, how does like do studios know when another studio is making a movie similar? And <laughs> I think like, they do. Let's sometimes. jump on that bandwagon and let's try to get this out. Let's let's make a disaster movie 20, uh, 2012 or something like that. Right. Yeah. Oh, back to favorite horror or uh, monster movie. Yeah. Yeah. All time favorite. Yeah. Critters. Oh, my God. Critters is love great. Crit- I love Critters. Critters. And I like the second one, too. Uh, um, with the, I, the bounty hunters. I, uh, yeah, comeback. dude. Honestly, the nope. Critters are just fun, man. Yeah. The, or the Critters. Just Critters. I saw Critters. Okay. And I think I'm right on this. I was living in Reno at the time. And it was around the time uh, my dad moved, moved up to Reno. And I, I moved up there with him. And I remember living in this little small town called Sun Valley. And, dude, it was it's terrible. 
like looking <laughs> looking back at it now it was ghetto dude it was literally <laughs> like a little city or town and i'm sorry to anyone that lives in sun valley uh please i'm not i'm not trying to crap on you or anything but i just remember when living there and it was all mobile homes and mobile home parks yeah and it wasn't like a small little blip dude it was kind of a little big city or big town or something mm-hmm. and and i'd have to ride my bike i had to ride my bike all the way and because i i there was hardly any theaters around and i didn't i wasn't driving at the time because i thought critters was 80 was 86 86 86 is that right i think it's around that same time and so i would have been like 14 Mm -hmm. so i had to hop on my bike and have a car and i had to i had to go up this humongous the the, what separated like this part of reno i think it was maybe sparks or reno to sun valley was this humongous hill and I had to bike up this <laughs> damn hill and come down to the video store because, again, I, 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 theaters weren't around, yeah. at least by us. <clears throat> and and I remember I knew Critters was coming out because I think movies still do, I think, come out on Tuesdays, right? And back then, like, VHS was so huge. Yeah. Like, like, you would almost know, like, when you went to rent a, rent a, a, a video, a video cassette, uh, what was it? It's uh, not beta, but uh, VHS. VHS. Yep. And they had the new release section. They had the new release section. Yep. And then they'd always have like a thing. And they would say, hey, come in this date. And they would list all the movies. And I'm like, oh, shit, Critters is coming out. And I wanted to see it. I saw the commercial for it. And so I biked all the way from, from there to the video store on the outskirts over that hill just to get <laughs> it, dude. And um, and yeah, I'd, I, I still love Critters. Same here. It's, it's, just a, it's just a fun. It doesn't take itself serious. And, and it's almost timeless because uh, it's telling the story of a family on a farm with a little alien creature. So it, it doesn't have to be futuristic. It doesn't. It just fits for that time period. It does. Yeah. And it it. it yeah. It feels it 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 rewatching the movie. It feels very eighties because oh, it's yeah. an eighty six movie, yeah. and some movies just are like that. They just are they're a product of the time. Yeah, and it's totally like <laughs> I mean, but yeah, that's a great movie, dude. Uh, let's see what else I got for you here. Uh, how about subgenres? Do you have a favorite subgenre of like horror? Like you know, like a subgenre would be like say a slasher or zombies or um, I don't know, you know. Uh, Ghost, you know me. I see. I I gravitate more towards like haunted ha- haunted house stuff, yeah. like ghost stuff, or the campy side of it. I love that. Well, my my other uh, favorite movie is Army of Darkness. That is super campy. I, yep. Yeah, yep. I I just love. I I like movies that are fun. Yeah, and uh, it's like when I walk away from Army of Darkness, I just. You know, you want to be Ash. You know, he's, yeah. Bruce he, Campbell's I mean, pretty dumb cool as he is yeah. in that movie. He, he is still amazing. He is. <laughs> it's so funny the 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 trans the transition from say the first Evil Dead to part two to Army of Darkness. Yeah, like they almost feel like. And Sam Raimi, we all know, has a style about him. Yeah, but it, it it's just you know, Evil Dead is more. I'm not gonna say serious, but it's more gory. You know, it right. has a, a specific feel, like very low budget, as we're aware. Yep. And then Evil Dead 2, you know, you start to see it a little, you know, it's like, okay, I had a little more money here. <laughs> and then you get to Army of Darkness, which is just over the top. And I don't dislike Army of Darkness. I, I think you and I have talked I think, about this. Yeah, yet. and I think the reason I like Army of Darkness is that the, the whole reason I'm an animator today is I saw this arcade game called Dragon's Lair. Oh, back yeah. in like 1983 in a Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. And had this character, Dirk the Daring. And you would control Dirk and he had these death animations. And when I watch Army of Darkness, I see it as a live action version of Dragon's Lair. 
Huh. Which Netflix, by the way, is in the works of a live action Dragon's Lair oh, with really? uh, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. And, oh, no shit. Yeah. So he's going to be I actually during. could see that. Yeah. 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 So I remember that. Game. I'm, I'm excited for it. I don't know if I ever played that game, but I remember it. Oh, yeah. Because that game was pretty cool. Looking. Yeah. It was hard. None of us could figure out how to beat it. But <laughs> well, I remember a few games back in the day. I could never. I forget this one. I think I played this game on. I don't remember what system it was. I think it was like Ghosts and Goblins. Dude, I could never get past this one spot. Yeah. No matter how. <laughs> I, I finally gave up. I finally gave up. I'm like done. And that was before you could find all these like like shortcuts and all dude, we exactly. didn't have at least for me i'm mean, a little older than you but i didn't have any of that stuff we didn't have the internet and all this other right. shit so i couldn't i couldn't type in like ghosts and goblins and then i'm like oh hey dude i tried our, our version of permadeath on those games it's like you die you had to start over yes we had to start <laughs> over i'm like are you, i used to get this is probably why i don't play video games anymore is i used to get so mad like i would bite the controller i would throw it i dude i i i think i punched a hole in the wall once because i'd get so <laughs> mad and i and that's why i don't think i play I mean, not to mention they're they're so intricate and so detailed now like the controllers dude i'm lost i am literally i want the atari days where i got i have to move and one button to jump or shoot that is it i'm with you on that, that my, my favorite <laughs> video game of all time is the original 8-bit legend of zelda I, oh. I think there's four buttons you press on there and then you're directional and that's perfect you know? Yeah, 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 dude. Now, oh, now it's like with the new Zeldas, there's like 50 buttons you got to press, and all I don't stuff. know how it's too much. And to me, I you know, I I don't know if you game on your computer. I don't know. Do you game on? Do you play games on the computer, or is it just like a console? Like a, I do consoles and PC. Do uh, you? It depends on the game. Yeah. I I I it's like I watch you know I watch Donovan, my son, play, and I'm like I just don't. I'm watching this thinking you got to do all these different things on this keyboard. <laughs> I mean, dude, I could barely use a keyboard to type. I, I I can't sit here and do hit this, that, and this to jump and to and to rolling i'm like I, yeah i just uh, recently i uh, played a uh, far cry 6 and uh, i beat that but every time you get in a different vehicle there's a list of controls of how to use that vehicle and there's got to be probably like 20 30 different vehicles and each one has their own control screw that dude <laughs> screw that just, that hurts my head just even thinking about that <laughs> all right man well that was it uh that was pretty painless um so before before we jump into it, uh, full spoilers. And is there anything? Because uh, I know I'm going to forget towards the end. Is there any anything you want to promote? Um, you know, your Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, any of that stuff. Uh, yeah, um, I, I do a lot of uh, kind of uh, psychedelic art on uh, Instagram under Skyclad Squirrel and uh, or Skyclad Squirrel Art. Uh, and then I'm also um, promoting uh, a company I work for called Got Nuclear. Okay. And we're trying to bring awareness for um, nuclear energy and that it's not as dangerous as people think it is. Uh, interesting. Uh, and there's new uh, reactors that are coming out that are going to hopefully change the world. We're working really? on a, like a linear is one of our new uh, things oh. that we're working with. Can people check it out somewhere? Yeah. Uh, it's just a uh, got nuclear on Instagram. Oh, um, but yeah. if you go to dot nuclear um, dot net, uh, you can go to this website and it oh. actually shows how many lives nuclear power has actually saved. Really? Yeah, uh, a lot of people don't know there's close to about 7 million people per year that die from air pollution. And it's, it's, wow. I mean, it's worse than COVID, but because it's normal, you know, people don't think about it. Um, that's so 7 million, seven will million die. per year die from that's, that's air crazy because yeah. nuclear has such a bad, when you say nuclear, the just the word, we think of Chernobyl sti- or yeah, yeah, yeah it, Chernobyl, yeah, or uh, something like Three that. Mile Island or yeah. Fukushima. And uh, a lot of those, um, are, are, those problems are very rare, um, but because they're catastrophic, you know, that's all we hear about. Yeah. Uh, hear about them. And uh, 
it's actually they're a lot more safer than you think. In fact, really? if you eat a banana, it's like having uh, or working in a nuclear plant for about a year. Really? One banana. So, what? Exactly. That's nuts. <laughs> That's nuts. Yeah. I'm going to have to check it out afterwards. Everyone yep. check that out, you know. But yeah, I mean, uh, g- give Micah, check him out on Instagram or, or you know. Uh, shoot him a message, but yeah. let's talk. Uh, let's talk aliens, let's even though this. we kind of have a little bit. Um, <laughs> Another uh, movie that has a, a nuclear reactor in there. Yes, it does. Right, <laughs> another disaster. <laughs> I, I always feel like in in eighties movies, especially let's say ones that have like almost like a sci-fi or action. I think you have to have the nuclear, yeah, like somewhere. Like I mean, Total Recall, I'm sure had it. Like no, at the very end, another like, one of my favorites. Yeah, yep. it's a great one. <laughs> but it's like a, you know, it, again, this movie is so. <clears throat> I hadn't seen it. Now I, I watched it again. I watched it for this morning for the episode, and I've watched it a few times over the past say six to eight months. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, I it'd been a little bit. I forgot how good this movie is. It is a really, really good movie. Yeah, the production like, value is just dude, top. Er, dude, top the, the 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 effects, the acting, the music, like every. I forgot Stan Winston does the creature effects, which yeah. are just incredible. You know, um, accompany that with James Cameron. Um, Sigourney Weaver's fantastic. I mean, I always never understood Paul Reiser. Like, like, I mean, because we all know Paul Reiser from like being a comedian. He did like sitcoms and I'm like, it seemed weird to have him in this role. Right. I don't know. But whatever. You know, he he plays a company, uh, a sleazy company guy very well. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. And there's always that sleazy company guy, especially in the 80s. There's some tropes in here, but it's okay, man. So let's run off. uh, Let's run off the uh, characters really fast sure. and and uh, so we got Ripley which is Sigourney Weaver Hicks is played by Michael Bean uh Newt uh is pe- played by Carrie Henn uh Burke is Paul Reiser Bishop is Lance Henriksen which I love uh and Hudson is Bill Paxton now we have other characters uh Gorman Vasquez Drake uh Frost Pharaoh there's a few other ones but I would say those are probably the main ones. I, I want to give a shout out to yeah. Jeanette Goldstein because uh, she played Vasquez. Yes. Everyone, when I was a kid, we all loved her. She was the most badass character. She was pretty badass. Did she yeah. go on to do anything else? No, uh, like I just watched something on Netflix, though. Um, she has a lingerie uh, chain that no she's doing. Way. Yeah. That is so opposite yeah, of she, her character. Exactly. It's, it's <laughs> That's amazing. Good, Although she was in Terminator uh, 2. She played a... Um, she was the one that had the arm that shot out. Uh, she was the mother. Shit, you're right. Yeah. So she was. That, that. is her. The one that yeah. was uh, uh, Connor's. Uh, uh, step. Step. The steps. Uh, yeah. Stepmother. Um, yeah. The stepmother. And uh, I think she also had a small role in Titanic, too. She was down in one of the decks with the so kids. So James Cameron does what most directors do. Yeah. Is they use them. a lot. Yeah. Because yep. we know, you know, uh, Michael Bean and Bill Paxton were in Terminator. And then two years later, he cast them in Aliens. Um, you know, a lot of them do. John Carpenter's notorious, James Wan, yeah. dude, all of the directors. Look, if you build a sort of a chemistry or relationship with these actors or actresses, and you, you know, I mean, look, we know Kurt Russell and John Carpenter. I mean, you know, <laughs> so it's like, well, why not? Yeah. Why not use them? And yeah, so, once you build that rapport and you like working with them, it's just ab- uh, absolutely going to bring man. them back. Uh, so those are kind of the, I would say the main. You know, there's a few other people here and there, but, uh, you know, uh, so what we have is, is again, people, this is a sequel to Alien. So, you know, uh, at the end of Alien, uh, Ripley, played by Sigourney Weaver, goes into a hypersleep. Right. And 
in this movie, she, they, they, what were they doing? Was this like some sort of scavenger? What was this like some sort of mission to, cause, cause she basically, what happened to her ship? She kind of, in, did she go through like a black hole or something? No, like? they, um, she bypassed like all of the scanners and they, she got lost out in she space. She got lost for 57 um, years. For 57 years and was found by these scavengers. But here's a little tidbit yeah. for anyone that watches it. In the end of Alien, when she uses the harpoon gun, uh, it she releases it and it flies into the door and gets stuck. Yes, I remember that. In the that. very yeah. beginning of this movie, when they're cutting through, look at the very bottom of the door. The gun is, is still it? there. No, it's not. It is there. Shit, I didn't even catch that. Yeah. It's been a while since I've watched Alien. Um, like I see it on TV and I'll watch a little bit of it. That's, I love details like yes. that. Yes. It, it just great ties detail. it in oh perfectly. Uh, f- from that, that isn't, if you really think about something like that. So let me ask you this. Okay. So, and again, I haven't seen alien in a while. Did in alien, did Ripley have a daughter in, in like, so she went on this mission and she had a daughter back home. She had a daughter back home. Oh my God. And yeah. then, so then this all happens. And then she's, she basically is lost for 57 years. And when she comes back, the daughter's dead. Yep. And they, they and they have a picture of her daughter. Uh, Paul Reiser shows a picture out of his briefcase of "Here's your daughter. She passed away." Oh my um, god! And it's a picture of Sigourney Weaver's mother that they used. Oh, in really? The yeah, oh which is really gosh. nice. Now is that that's in the special edition? That's in the special edition. Oh yeah. shit! I got to get the special edition. <laughs> I can buy the special edition, right? Yeah, I don't need a laser disc to watch it. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, in fact, uh, the, hopefully Disney, if Disney ever hears this podcast, please release a 4K print of this movie. Um, I hear Disney's stopping production on four 4K prints. You um, told me you texted me this. Why again? Uh, they're just kind of switching to like streaming, uh, uh, so they're getting rid of physical media. Um, but this is like they they did a 40th anniversary on 4K of Alien. Um, so it's like we need to have aliens. We also. really do. Look, I mean, I streaming's fine, and yeah. I know po- a lot of people. Um, they prefer. St- I I like the. I like to have something. I like. Yeah. So it's nice, tangible. It clickable. is, man. Yeah. I still like to have that physical thing. Like yeah. I like to go to somewhere anymore. It's like where do you go? It's like you know you can go to Best Buy and hopefully they have it, but they don't carry shit anymore. Right. Like, like their movie section is so small. <laughs> and then I remember fries was open and they had a decent collection. Video stores are no longer a thing. It's like you yeah. literally have to hop online. And I just, there's just something about like walking in a store and picking something up. This is what I always do. I would always pick up a movie and go, ah, damn, do I want to spend 30 bucks on this? And then I'll walk and I'll keep walking down the aisles and I'll look at other ones. And then, and then I'm still looking at it, contemplating. And then, <laughs> and then sometimes I find myself talking myself into it. And other times I'm not. I'm like, I put it back. <laughs> One of the biggest things uh, that I'd like to see in movies is to kind of have a student version. So it gives you a really in-depth of how they do the special effects, oh, their, their processes yeah. and, and how they do. Or like what today it'd be VFX work, uh, CG. Yeah. But just showing students that are currently going to school for that kind of stuff, how they do it. Because then it teaches the next generation. Oh, totally. So man. imagine having like a, uh, not only you get the movie and special features, but now you can learn how to make a movie. That would be awesome. Yeah. Now in, in Aliens, they did a lot of miniature work in this, right? Oh, yeah. Does Is that still a big thing? In, oh, yeah. Is it? It yeah. is. Uh, Peter Jackson did it with, uh, they, they call them bigatures on, on uh, big, Lord of the Rings. So they're not miniatures, they're bigatures? They're, they are massive. Uh, really? Like, uh, like Minas Tirith and a few of the other models, they, they were skyscrapers, massive. Really? Yeah. I just love the, like I'll sometimes watch, like oh, I, I think I watched uh, 
uh, Nightmare for Christmas behind the scenes, right? Yeah. And the making of it. And I'm looking at the the sets, these little tiny sets that they built. And dude, I just, I, I geek out over that. I love oh, yeah. stuff. I want and those things. I got to give a shout out to Leica. Uh, I mean, all the models that they do uh, over there, like box trolls and uh, um, uh, Kubo and the, and the strings. Yeah. Uh, when you look at the amount of detail and the work that those guys do, it's just, it's all tangible. You know, every scene you, or like, Every frame is like a new piece of equipment that they're slapping on the face to give you that animation. Dude, that's what like, um, and who did, um, we always think Tim Burton did it, but it was Henry, Henry Selick, Henry Selick. He, he directed, he actually is the one who did Nightmare Before Christmas. He also okay. did James and the Giant Peach. And I think yeah. he did Coraline and he has a knack for it. Yeah. And I, and it, and it blows me away on how long it'll take to do like, say a second like you and I look at a second and we're like, oh, you know, it's nothing. And then we, I know you appreciate it. Cause again, I know you went to 24 school. frames per second. It's nuts, man. <laughs> yep. And I know he's work. I don't know what he's working on another movie right now. That is that stop still, which I just love. They yeah. don't do it. And I understand it takes a lot of time, a lot of time to do it. Yeah. It's so tedious, but the pro the, I just, the, the, the finished effect just, it just blows me away. Yeah. It reminds me a little bit. Of the claymation that I grew up on when when I was when I was younger and I watched the Christmas like you know a year without Frosty. a sand or Ru- yeah Rudolph, <laughs> Rudolph. <laughs> yes man you look back at those now and they're not as great but they they're they hold they they hold like a special place in my you yeah. know and so so those are kind of the closest thing I think of when I see a Nightmare for Christmas or Coraline or something which are just great movies and so anyways and I, and I always liked on those because when you see the fur. The fur is always moving because yeah. of where they're positioning with their fingers. It's touching it. And it just gives you a little tactile feel that, you know, it's stop motion. Oh, it is, dude. It's so cool. Yep. Uh, but uh, so so we know. OK, so so Ripley wakes up. Mm-hmm. Uh, they she she explains to the kind of the the corporate folk, uh, you know, what happened. Uh, most of them, I don't know if they believe her. They don't believe her. I kind of, you no, know, they, they basically said she was mental, mental and she had to have psycho, psych, yeah. psychiatric evaluation for six months. That's bullshit. And she lost yeah. her license, her job, everything. Yeah. Yeah. So they demoted was, her to some like, what was she working? The be- What was it? Some she was like working like a, in a cargo, yeah, some power cargo loaders. thing or something. Yeah. And, and, and I, and I think something comes up that well, you know, we know this isn't the case cause we've had families there for 20 years. Yeah, yeah. They said, like that. See, that's what I'm yeah. puzzled by. Okay, and again, I sometimes I, I dig into the weeds of these movies. It took 20 years for these aliens to to kind of. Well, no, they. Um, uh, by the way, a uh, little tidbit. Yeah. It was Burke that sent those people there. He did. Yeah. So now I was going to ask you this because you've seen this more than me. Did Burke know? He did. He did. He did. What was his end game here? He wanted to bring back the specimen for biological weapons. So that's what he was doing. Yep. Okay. And, and that's why he says, we, we can be rich, Ripley. We can be rich. And that was his whole thing. And that's that's why- um, What a piece of shit. Yeah. So he knew the aliens yeah. were there, sent these 150, I don't remember how many families there were, but I think they said 150 something people. Yeah, it was or like 158 60. like people that were there. Yeah, when so they got he sends there. them knowing, knowing there's aliens there, more than likely they're going to die yeah. just so he can make a buck. Yep. And he looks at Ripley when she's uh, when he's trying to get her to come. Yeah, he says, "Oh, we're going to destroy him." This lies right to her face. Yes, yeah. Yeah, you have my. What did he say? You have my word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he somehow talks her into going on this mission, you know. And they have this these group of Marines 
Um, and you know, the idea is we're going to check on these families cause we've lost communication with them mm-hmm. and we're going to go and, you know, we're going to destroy them. Yeah. It was around, I think the time when, uh, after, cause I think six months goes by, uh, after she has that board meeting. Oh, really? And it was in that six months that, uh, cause uh, on the special edition, you get the little backstory of Hadley's oh, hope and what happens. Okay. And it shows, uh, Newt, her little brother. Um, and her, uh, dad and mom, they go out and they find the derelict ship oh. and they go inside of there. And then the dad has the face hugger on him and that's oh, how they shit. bring it back. They bring it back. Yeah. Does it show like the whole thing? Like, like, how no. do they get, Oh, it there's, doesn't. there's like a little time lapse. Uh, so it, uh, it basically shows them walking in and then time passing shit. and it, like a few hours later, they're back and Newt's does okay. her famous scream. <laughs> oh yeah. The famous. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, watching this. Watching this again, I, I, I you know, you realize uh, when I when I watched this for the first time and then a few years had passed and and revisiting, I'm like, wow, you know, Newt was a bigger character than I remember her being. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought she was just kind of like there and had a few lines. And no, I mean, she was a she was an integral part of this yeah. movie. And I don't I, I don't know. I guess I just forgot. And if it wasn't for her, they wouldn't have made it out of the air ducts. I mean, uh-huh. yeah, she she helped them escape. How long you'd think she was living on her? own like doing her thing in that little that little pocket area that she was living in and she had like i think it's been it was like a few weeks okay yeah so so it wasn't very long yeah okay so they they got there around the right time Um, because they had just had that firefight in the the corridors that's right oh that's right because of all the whole yeah and the hamster was still alive so it couldn't have been that long where was the hamster the the hamster was thrown off their tracking units and uh, i think what a hamster there's a is that in the special edition too no i think the hamster i don't remember the I didn't remember seeing the hamster in the in the theatrical. Yeah, yeah there's a hamster in there, and it, it was still alive. So I think hamsters need food. For, <laughs> maybe I maybe I, I just think they go a week without food. Without a food. <laughs> <laughs> Not saying I had uh, experience with that, but yeah, no, feed, feed your hamsters, everybody. <laughs> I had a hamster when I was a kid. I think we all did, right? Yeah. And then you realize. Fuck! What they're hard, and then it's like it's almost like a gremlin. It's like okay, don't feed them after, <laughs> don't you know, get them wet. I have a funny story about. It. I had this hamster, um, and it it was a master of escaping out of the cage, and it had these little red eyes on it. And one day, I feel something crawling up, and I look down, and I have this like five inch hamster with little red eyes looking at me right in my face it, it felt like critters it was just uh just absolutely amazing that's hilarious it's yeah. like look what i did look i think i i had one when i was this was sometime in the early 80s i think i was living in lodi at the time i'm like oh yeah let me get a hamster it's gonna be so cool dude i hated it i free and then there was all these rules like you know like again one of my remember when someone's saying don't get it wet i'm like well it's not a gremlin it's not gonna like all of a sudden <laughs> shit's gonna plop off and you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hamsters everywhere it's hamsters everywhere <laughs> i keep crunching on cocoa pebbles everywhere i go and then one of them all of a sudden has a mohawk and <laughs> <laughs> he got the doctor hamster <laughs> that's swell oh, thank you shit. um but so <laughs> that's funny dude uh let's see so they get to Okay, so explain because I'm not a huge sci-fi guy, and I'm going to sound like a total dork here. Uh, so the difference between so they were going to a station, not a planet. It was a station, right? Like where? Well, it was it was a planet, but they were setting up um, these air machines, and that was the nuclear uh, facility. Okay, uh, it was uh, basically it was like an atmosphere maker. 
So oh. that way the air was breathable and they could colonize on planet. a planet. Yeah. So, okay. they were, col- so they were col- it, colonizing the same planet from alien. Okay. So it place. is a planet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Cause yeah, I don't know all the, the terminology. <laughs> I'm like, uh, you know, and so, so when they get to this, this planet or where the station is, um, they, they, of course, uh, they kind of go on a little mission to try to find any life, right? This is kind of the idea here. I'm not sure if they were doing that or if they, um, well, Burke sent them there. So he knew about the, well, there was one scene and I, yeah. ca- I caught this. Okay. When they, it's the area supposedly secure. Yeah. And then, then Burke and Gorman and, and I think Ripley go in and do you see, uh, uh, he turns Burke? off the monitor. Well, he, no, that no, that was later on in the movie, okay. but, but he, 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 he points to Gorman, like, let's go this way. Like he knows. Hmm. Yeah, I caught it again I watching didn't see it. That. Yeah. Okay. It's literally when they say everything's secure and this is before they find the huggers in the in those big jars. Yeah. He he points this way. He goes like, hey, "Let's go this way." Like he doesn't say it, but he, but he's saying to Gorman this way. So he knows. Okay. We know we, look, we'll come to find out a little bit later, but you know, yeah. but he knows. A little foreshadowing right the there. Foreshadowing. Yep. And so so then I think uh Ripley and Hicks see the the huggers in the uh in that little separate room when they're in the jars two of them are alive the rest are dead um and so oh, what what see that's all happening within that 6 months they when they find them oh. so um cuz it happened uh, they were like studying them they were also oh. um that's why you had those cylinders with the tubes with all the face huggers in there yeah so they were like trying to figure out what was going on and then oh. that's when you know once you have one alien it just yeah, it starts because it starts. yeah. So because we know the mo- we see the mother later on, the queen, yeah, the queen, and she's shooting them out like left and right. <laughs> so so okay. So you have to have a host. Mm-hmm. So you and I are there, and and we get we get hugged by this one of these huggers, man, and they basically they basically uh, uh, shoot a what is it? It's like some sort of embryo or mm-hmm. something into us. Yeah, and it's. And it's percolating, man. It's it's marinating all up in there. And, and and then what happens is like it because we see different things happen, right? Like we see some burst out of the chest. Mm-hmm. The, but this is where I get a little confused. So okay, so the queen shoots out the eggs, mm-hmm. which have the huggers. Mm-hmm. Then the huggers get in you, and then the aliens inside. And then they burst out of you, and then they eventually grow, and they become a big-ass alien. Right. Okay. All right. There we go. We worked, we worked it out. <laughs> but, we worked it out. But because they're a biological weapon, uh, which I think they kind of explain in like uh, Prometheus uh, ah. in that series. One thing I, I do like on these older versions is that um, it takes a while for the alien to pop out. So ah. people can walk around like yeah. they're normal ah. and not know that they have it in them. Uh, and that's why I liked on the older movies is it gave you this feeling of suspense. Yeah. Like Alien 3. That's another example of that. She has that queen inside of her through the whole movie. I forgot. I only saw that once. Yeah. Which uh, I have, it, director's cut's really good on it. Though. It is. Yeah. Because I remember being like, okay. Yeah. Like, wasn't it in some weird prison or something? Yeah. It was like yeah. on a lice-filled uh, prison planet. But um, so back to... Um, on the newer movies, like Aliens vs. Predator and all those mm. kind of things, as soon as the face hugger hits them, an alien's popping out of them within uh, like a few, I don't like that. few minutes. And it's like, how's that biologically possible? It just well, can't it's, happen. It's not. But yeah. I think what you're seeing is is the result of, 
I think this generation, they they need something immediately to yeah. happen instead of that buildup like you and I, you know, because we've we grew up on this, we can sit through it and yeah. and it builds up that suspense and that anxiety. Nowadays, this generation wants it to go happen like now. It's like the three three second uh, TikTok videos. Ex- exactly, right? <laughs> exactly. It, it's true though. Yeah. Because their attention span is nothing, man. It's like, well, if the alien doesn't pop out, I'm gonna hop on my phone. You know, <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. You know, but I mean, so t- tell me. Why why is it acid? Why acid comes out of them? Um, is it because it was a biological weapon at some it, point that just got out of hand? Yeah, uh, on the Prometheus movie kind of explains that um, there was these engineers that were, basically they were weaponizing this, this substance. And see, the alien, it will change depending on who the host is. Huh. So like an alien, you have a humanoid, arms, legs, and then um, depending on if it, ingest into something else like in alien three uh it's either a cow or a dog depending on which version you watch huh it will change into that form really so that's how it evolves it it sends its uh its little uh, embryo into different organisms and then it changes into something oh shit so the queen that we see in alien yeah it probably came from something that was along that line so it kind of looked like a prey mantis oh yeah 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 so that's my my theory on that really yep huh because I do notice that they change. Yes. Now, I just thought they changed in movie to movie just because they wanted to. Yeah, like, no, like depends you know. on the host. And these are all, these were all, des- okay, we know Stan Winston did the, um, uh, the, the creature yes. design, but these are all, the artwork was based off of, is it HR? Is it? Well, no, um, what the, was, what the, was the original based? design was HR Geiger, but yeah. I believe the queen was designed by, uh, James Cameron. Uh, uh, oh, really? Yeah. It, it was, uh, like I think a drawing he had or like something? Like a, a dream he had. Uh, no shit. Of, yeah. Cause he also, um, with Stan Winston, um, had a dream of the Terminator too. It was a fever dream that he had when he was working on uh, Piranha Two. Uh, he had this nightmare of this this uh, kind of robotic, you know, apocalypse, yeah. and that's how that started. So yeah, oh, James, James Cameron is incredible <laughs> in terms of the amount of art and yeah. just design that he's uh, he's intelligent. So he he sits there, goes to sleep, has a dream, and and basically comes up with Terminator and. They, dude, that's crazy. Yeah, he needs so, to sleep more. <laughs> <laughs> Although if he was gets Avatar, a good movie, so was Avatar maybe a dream, he needs more nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Oh man, um, shit. Where where will we leave off here? Um, so uh, okay, so um, we were talking about arriving at the planet. Arriving at the planet, yep. they 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 see the huggers or the um, and then and the uh, hamsters, the hamster, yeah, the hamsters <laughs> and the huggers, um. And uh, I'm trying to remember the sequence. So um, we know that uh, Lance Hendrickson, which I love, by the way. He's phenomenal he's great. as Bishop. He's greatness. Yeah. He's basically artificial like intelligence, right? Or artificial, right. I don't know, you know. Synthetic human. Synth- synthetic human. Is that what he calls himself? Yeah, I think, yeah. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Um, I had read that he... He was only getting like these small roles and, and, and he, he basically was like, this is it for me. If aliens doesn't do anything for me, then I'm done. Hmm. Yeah. That's what I'd read somewhere. I'm like, really? Cause he's such a great actor, man. Yeah. I don't see, I don't see him as much anymore, but he had a run there for a while where he was doing some really cool movies like near dark with Bill Paxton, by the way, not my favorite vampire movie. And he had pumpkin head, pumpkin head, which I still love. <laughs> did Stan Winston, I think did the, did he did he? pumpkin head. By the way, there's a full sculpt of the pumpkin head bust over at the cave in Folsom for sale. What? 
Yeah. Are you, how much was it? I, I didn't. I Maybe didn't I need to go over there. I think you might need to go over there. <laughs> no shit. Are you serious yeah. right now? Yeah. Okay. After the episode, you need to remind me because I may have to drive over there and get it. Uh, um, we'll, we'll, we'll call them and find out. Yeah. We'll call them and see if it's still there. Yep. Um, so uh, let, let's, 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 okay. So after they find the huggers, uh, we know Bishop's going to do some kind of research on it. Um, do they, they, they get the, the, um, I don't know what it is. It's like an infrared that shows, uh, that shows body heat to find out if there are any survivors here. Yeah. And then that's when they come across Newt, right? It wasn't, uh, each one of the, um, the people on LV 426 was microchipped. And oh. so it wasn't body heat that they, they were looking they for. They were the, microchipped. I missed that. Yeah. They were looking for the signals of all the, the people. So that, that's how they were finding them. Seriously? Mm-hmm. Dude, I just watched it today. I did, I don't remember <laughs> hearing that. So they come across Newt, right? Mm-hmm. And so she's, I don't know how old she is, but um, what, what, how old would she say? Maybe eight, nine? Her, I don't know. Yeah, I, her, um, I mentioned her name was Rebecca. I think yeah. she was in like the second grade. Second grade. So what is second grade? Maybe I want to seven say to six. eight. Six or seven? I no, because uh, five is maybe five or six is kindergarten. That's right. That's so maybe right. seven to eight. So yeah, I'll say seven, seven to eight. Yep. And so and she runs away from them because she's scared as hell. Well, who, who would be? <laughs> who would be? And she's kind of uh, she's she's made a little home for herself in this. I don't even know what this area is. Um, and it's basically a hideout for her yeah. to survive. Um, and it's like some uh, kind of air conditioning shaft. Yeah. Some, yeah. Like, like if you go through a duct, it has like this little room that would almost like all the ducks would kind of feed into. Yeah. And that's where she's been chilling. And so, uh, Ripley gets her, they clean her up a little bit. They try to talk with her. She's not talking. She's, she's still freaked out. She's still scared, you know? And eventually, uh, Ripley gets her to talk a little bit. Um, but they're gonna, they, they've, They've noticed that this one generalized area is where all this, like you say it's a chip. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was just like their signal. They were looking for their signals. The signals of all and it's yeah. all in one. It's almost like they're having a party in this yeah. place, <laughs> which come on people. Doesn't that seem a little strange to me? <laughs> so they go, the, 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 their mission now is to go to this area to find out if there's any survivors. And so they get into this. I, what what is this area? Because I don't. It's not where the queen is. Is this just where all the rest of them are? Kind of like I, I actually think the queen was uh, in that that in area, that, but in that general pro- area, in okay. that probably just lower on one of the other decks the, or something. Okay, yeah. okay. Because so. um, I, I think it was the same area when Ripley at the end when Ripley's going back to get Newt. She yes. knew where to she find her. She knew exactly where to go. Because okay. that's where they were. Like there you go. Okay. All the people to go. Okay. So the maybe maybe the the queen was just on another level. Yeah. But they get to this area now because it's a nuclear, whatever this is, it's nuclear. <laughs> uh, they they were have, right by the cooling, uh, the cooling vents or something like something that. That's like why. That. Okay, oh, I'll let you continue. Oh no, it's okay. Uh, so so they have to remove the uh, the clips out of their guns because yes. again, this could blow, and it's like bullshit. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> Like I've already seen these huggers. Yeah. We heard from Ripley. I'm like, I'm not giving you my clip. My favorite lines. What are we supposed to use? Harsh language? Yeah, that was great, dude. That was great. Uh, who was that? I think that was like Frost character. He doesn't last too long. <laughs> and uh, so they go into this area. And of course, their asses get attacked here, man. Um, and dude, a lot of them, a lot of them 
Uh, yeah, we lose almost half, dude, half of half them, the right? Marines, yeah. Like, honestly, we lose, uh, we don't lose Vasquez. We lose Drake, Frost, Pharaoh. I think there's Dietrich's one called Spunk, Spunk, Spunk Meyer. Is that a character? Spunk Meyer. Uh, was he, he the one that was, um, was on, on the, the ship? drop ship? He's on the drop yeah, ship. Yeah, with the, the, that's right. Alien with, the, with, goo. with alien goo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we lose, yeah, half of them. And, and so they finally get out of there. Gorman, of course, chokes because he's not used to, <laughs> this was like his second mission or something. Yeah. He, he was all training missions, but, training but missions. no actual combat. Yeah. Yeah. And so he froze, man. And so Ripley had to, had to step in, hop in this. What's the vehicle called? Uh, I think it's uh, the a- APC. This one right here, that armored yeah. personnel. Uh, so so Mike, Micah came over and brought some cool stuff from uh, <laughs> Alien. So it's sitting on the desk right now. So uh, yeah, I've got little tiny models of uh, all the Sidney designs. Yeah, these. these are cool, dude. And he's got some huggers too, by the way. <laughs> um, but she hops into this thing and and uh, drives into basically rescue. At this point, I think we got Hicks. We have who else is it? Uh, Oh, it's Hudson, which is Bill Paxton. I think Vasquez, and that's really about it, and, right? And, and then uh, Drake is also is Drake still? Oh, because Drake is yep. gonna yeah, Drake's gonna bite the bullet here yeah. shortly. Poor Drake, because he gets he gets like acided on. Yep. Damn, dude, that's messed <laughs> up. But, but then ends up torching like everything else. <laughs> he he yeah. doesn't even get inside the car, and they have yeah. to try to put it out. That's such a shitty way to so, die. One of the things I just uh, I was watching the making of this and. Um, Vasquez, uh, uh, Bill Paxton, they were losing their breath because of the fumes. They couldn't breathe. Oh, really? And so they had to end up taking the roof off of the APC for that shot. Oh, is that right? Because that way it would defume. But oh, my God. Yeah. So they were all passing out and then they oh, would no go shit. to lunch. Have their lunch break, come uh, back, do the shot again, and they lose their breath again. <laughs> I love behind the scenes it's stuff. Like stuff fun. we just like we don't we don't get the we you know the the all the little details of stuff and why they did this or why they did that. Cause I think I thought I thought Bill Paxton improvised a lot of his lines. Yeah. Like yeah, the that. well, like we're on an elevator to hell going, going down. down and shit like that. I'm like, I love stuff like that. You know, it's um uh, game over, man. Game over. <laughs> It's funny that the shot with um, the APC driving down the tunnel, I always thought was a model, but it was a full size. Um, it was a 747 uh, like aircraft uh, polar oh, uh, really? for airports. The, when it, when she's going to try to get them because she's hitting yeah. the walls. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was, uh, that might have been a model, but they also had a full scale one uh-huh. and they had set up cameras and they were going to film it t- coming towards them. And they decided to put the cameras on tripods instead. And thank goodness they did because the brakes went out and it crushed the cameras. Oh, shit. And there was another one where the the driver went in reverse instead of forward and pinned one of the uh, the camera crew. So, Are you kidding? Yeah. So it wasn't a very oh safe. Oh, my God. No kidding, man. <laughs> Holy yeah. crap. So, uh, yeah. Not to mention, um, you've probably heard of all the horror stories on the, the set in London. With James Cameron and the and the cast there, um, they had all these tea breaks that they wanted to take. Oh my god! And so uh, we'll get into that a little okay, bit later. Okay. Uh, no, I don't think I heard a, about these tea breaks. Yeah. It's, oh my it's god, a great that's story. funny. Um, so let's see. Okay, so she gets them. She gets them out of there. Um, so really, all we have left now is shit, man. Ripley, Hicks, Newt, Burke, Bishop. Hudson and Gorman. I think that's it, man. Like, yeah, half the half everyone. You, oh, because. And then we have the dropship crew. Now too. we have the dropship crew. Yep. 
but they're going to they're going to bite it here shortly because <laughs> one of the aliens gets on, takes out the the um uh the uh the pilot. I think she takes out Spunkmeyer first yeah. or the alien itself, not she. The the alien takes out Spunkmeyer first and then gets and then gets the pilot. Yeah. The shit Which, crashes that and scene, I think is the number one reason I think Aliens is one of the greatest movies ever made. That is probably, I think, one of the greatest shots because uh, they used um, uh, techniques from Thunderbirds, that puppet show, oh. the kids puppet show, yeah. uh, and did that same kind of crash technique. They use uh, back projection uh, to kind of show the, the, the ship yeah. rolling towards the actors. But just the amount of intensity, you know, in just all these beats you have, yeah. you know, um, her getting killed by the alien with her hand rocking yeah, back and yeah. forth and and then seeing the ship come towards them and run you know it's yeah. just there's so much intensity in that scene now is any of that miniatures like so, is that, that was that was miniatures okay that, yeah 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 and then uh it ends up taking out the apc also so they're kind of screwed man. yeah because you can you imagine the whole movie would change if they had shut the door on that on that drop ship because yeah. the alien got in yep that was their only way off the planet. The whole the movie would be different. They'd be nuking it from space with the Sulaco and end of in a movie. Done. Yeah. Yeah. So just, I like those little changes. Just yeah. one, one mistake just changed all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, so they're freaked. Of course, Bill Hudson, you know, he's freaked out. Yeah. He's freaked out, dude. This is where I like, I love Bill Paxton, but <laughs> damn dude, he wouldn't stop bitching and complaining. It's, <laughs> It's like Ripley's like, look, dude, Newt survived on her own for weeks and she's not a trained soldier. Dude, nut up. It's like, shut up already. Yeah. And, and that's what the special edition is so great is because Bill Paxton has a whole bit in there when they're on the drop ship. We got we got all these guns. We got sharp <laughs> sticks. You know, we're here to protect you. And he's so cocky. And so, you know, having now this PTSD uh, where he's just flipping out. Yeah, he's flipping out. Dude. Yeah, because he was the most <laughs> badass of them all. You know, and, he's a yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's seemed like Vasquez was the badass yeah. of all. Yep. And look, and and uh, Hicks is pretty badass. Dude, I love Michael Bean, man. He's awesome. Like, like the only movies I remember him from, and I'm sure he's done way more. Is I remember from this, from Terminator, Tombstone. You know, uh, oh yeah. But uh, I, I forget for me, what, the Abyss. He oh, was shit, incredible I forgot, in the Abyss. I forgot he was in the Abyss. Yeah, he was the one that was kind of going through the damn uh, kind of the. I, that was also directed by issues. James Cameron. It was. Shit, dude, I forgot <laughs> about that movie. I need to revisit The Abyss. <laughs> we had that at the movie theater when I worked. That was, what was The Abyss, 88, 89? Uh, I, I think it sounds about right. 88, yes. maybe. I think it was 89. Was it 89? 89, yep. All right, man. So so it, now they're going to go back to, you and I were chatting about this. I guess it's the Colony Outpost. I don't, I don't know if that's the, the best name for this yeah, area. They, they never really say where they're at on there, but it has like the med the med lab in there. Um, they have the map room in there. I think it's like you said, an outpost. And so this is kind of where they're gonna, in a sense, set up shop. They have to barricade now because half of the half of the soldiers are dead. The ship is destroyed, and I think uh, Hicks says they're not going to come looking for us for seventeen days. Something like that. So yeah. when we know aliens know we're here. So <laughs> so I, I think Ripley calms down Hudson, who of course Bill Paxson goes crazy here. She's like, look, give me make yourself useful and get me plans so we can find out how we can basically um 
close off everything. That means, you know, uh, uh, so, uh, what, what's that? Um, when you with metal, when you're working with metal, uh, oh, with the welding, welding. Thank yeah. you, Jesus, yeah. man. I I, I, lo- I love their little like personal welders that they have. Yes, right. Those awesome. are pretty badass, yeah. man. But the idea here is to weld all the entrances shut. Right. That way they can they can if they have to survive for 17 days, they can do this with not have to deal with aliens. Well, that's not going to happen here. Right. Yeah. And, and it also shows uh, um, uh, she gives Bill Paxton the job or Hudson or Hudson. I think Hudson, it's Hudson. It's yeah. Hudson. Yep. Uh, gives him the job of uh, making sure that all different levels are secure. Yes. And he misses the air ducts. Now, does he miss it? I think he does. Does he miss the Or, or it's just not on the blueprints. Because because they, they get this where they think they're okay. Yeah. Now, okay, hold on a second. So let me go back a little bit. Okay. So at what point, okay, before this happens, before all hell breaks loose and the aliens get in, doesn't Newt and Ripley go take a nap uh, to get some rest? Because I know, I know Hicks... Shows Ripley how to use a gun. Yeah. Newt's taking a nap, but he's like, look, it looks like you haven't slept in a long time. Go get some rest. In the meantime, I know we know that Burke has propositioned Ripley about getting sneaking an alien through so that they can get money. Yep. She squashes. That's not happening, bro. And so, you know, we get this little plan. He gets this little plan in his head. <laughs> so I think what I'm going to do here is I'm going to let these huggers loose inside where you and Newt are sleeping. The idea here is they're going to get inside you and we're going to be able to sneak them through this. I, I don't know what they call it. Like some sort of like, this is an area where they, I, I don't know what the terminology he uses for this thing is, but it's, so they have like inspections for, inspections. Yeah. And yeah. so to sneak them past the inspections, they're not going to know if they're inside you. Right. And so, um, so he lets them out and, and then he messes with the camera. So no one can tell what's happening, closes everything off, locks everything in Newt and Ripley are stuck inside this, this med lab or this room right? where we got two huggers. And so, and they do their best to, 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 you know, to get away from them. They're both scared as hell. And not to mention, you have shatterproof glass, so they can't break out. They're they're stuck. Yes. And um, Burke took her pulse rifle and put it outside so she could see it. Yes. There yeah. you go. Yeah. There you go. And this makes it even worse. Yeah, it makes it worse, man. <laughs> but I'll tell you, this was pretty smart. She takes her lighter to the uh, sprinkler system that sets off like, Hey, there's a fire. And this is where we get the rest of them. They come, they come in and they, they shoot the, uh, they shoot the, uh, the window, uh, uh, Hicks comes in. Um, by this time though, one of the huggers has wrapped itself around Ripley's neck and she, and it's, she, they can't get it off, man. And she, yeah. and it's, it's basically t- suffocating her. Yep. Um, and, uh, and then, and then, uh, I think Hudson shoots the other hugger, um and then they finally get it off they 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 kill they kill the one hugger she's like look burke did it and this is why he did it and and it makes sense right mm-hmm. now he thinks look are you you're crazy i didn't that wasn't my plan here she's delusional she's delusional <laughs> yeah which are which you is true according to the records of course the records <laughs> um but you know if i'm these dudes if I'm the, everyone that is left at this point, I'm like, yeah, this sounds definitely feasible, man. Yeah. And so, um, one of the things we skipped, um, 
there was um ripley goes to newt twice in that room um she go uh the first time she goes there she gives her the watch that hicks gave <gasps> that's her. right to yeah but there's the dialogue talking about um my mom never said there's monsters but there, yes, are monsters. there are monsters and it starts building this little mother daughter type relationship between the two and she says you'll never leave me you know cross your heart hope to die yeah so that scene right there was the moment where i think ripley took newt on yes and she promised that she would never leave her so she yeah. kind of became her adoptive mother at that point yes that's correct yeah um, such a great scene but you know if you think about it it's it's you know we can be literal in the sense of monsters right we know these aliens are these creatures but but the monsters are are burke it's the corporate corporate yes. the corporate world who will do anything for a buck man i think that's that like underlying. ripley makes that uh yeah. fucking over for a percentage pretty much yeah. right i mean <laughs> and in in the 80s man that was there was a lot of the type you know uh wall street was one of those dude i mean yep. uh, they live with john carpenter man that whole movie is a f you to corporate to, yeah, yeah to material you know materialism and all this other bullshit that happens you exactly. know uh reaganomics and and <laughs> everything else that was happening in the 80s the the decade of excess man and yeah. that's you know and so i wouldn't put it past you know james cameron to maybe i know he wrote the script for this i mean yeah the monsters is not just these creatures man it's the you know, everyone's out for their buck, man. Yeah, it's like you seen. Have you seen Squid Games? I I loved it. I thought it was that Marvel episode. I'm still thinking. About yeah, that. that Marvel episode messed <laughs> me tough. up, man. For those who haven't seen it, um, it 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 you know, it's it's crazy what people will do for money. Yeah. They literally will they will kill you for money, and that's what's just that message in society as a whole, man. It's just it's so it's powerful, man. Right. And but there are people out there like that. Look, these are all movies or television shows, but the reality is there are people amongst us that would do that for money. Yeah, and I, I think that's why we have these stories is to kind of, you know, make it into a palatable way without being preachy to say, hey, look, this is what happens when you have these people that try to screw us over for percentages. Yeah. You know, we all die. We no, no one benefits from it. No. No, it's yeah, man. It's sad. It's mm. it's very sad. Um, but yeah, so we we get back to okay, so let's Let's secure the area. So if we do have to be set up here for 17 days and we don't want to be attacked <clears throat> and like, you're, and, and so they, they get, they get it welded shut and they're thinking they're okay, but then they start seeing, they start seeing uh, on the, on the, um, the, inf- I don't know if it's the infrared or whatever that They're is. motion trackers. Now, motion track. One thing that they cut out of the theatrical version is they had these sentry guns. There are these robotic guns that had, um, I think, like 500 rounds on them. Uh-huh. And they set them up at all of these entrances. Yeah. And there was hordes of aliens that were coming through, and it wiped out the, really? the ammo like super Why fast. Why do you think they cut that out? It's just- For timing. Yeah. For timing. It, oh. that, that's all it was. Because I mean, the but, movie itself is over is about two hours and 17 minutes-ish. Yeah. And, and back in the 80s, people had a hard time sitting through anything I, long. Dude, I'll be honest, man. If I was in 86, I would have been 14. Yeah, that would have been tough for me. Yeah. Two and Two and- in maybe two hours, 30 something minutes, I was like, <laughs> shit, you know? And, and what's funny about aliens is that um, in the original alien, he had one alien and that suit, I think cost something like a million dollars to make. Oh my God. Uh, I mean, I mean, they use like a real skull inside yeah. of it. HR Geiger was, you know, doing his thing. Um, uh, he was amazing. Um, but on this movie, they only had six, I think six suits. Oh, and um, they were basically like plastic, uh, you know, yeah. leotards. But <laughs> yeah. the way he shot it, he always, all right, let's move these six over here. Yeah. Let's move these six over mm-hmm. here. 
um, it gives us the perception of having thousands of them. It felt like it. Yeah. It uh, felt like or it. Or there'd be 158 Or the way they moved, like almost yeah. like climbing up on the wall, but like sideways, yeah. you know? It's like a different perspective of it, and it and it looks great, man. Yeah. Um, and so, so they're so they they they're seeing this, but they're like, well, where are they? Yeah. Because they should be. There's like they should four, be in the four, room, four meters or whatever. It's like, well, they should be in the room, and then and then Hicks goes up to the, I guess, to the ceiling. Just one of the greatest shots. Oh my oh, god, dude! It's intense, yeah, right? This, this scared the hell out of me, dude. Right? So when yeah. people have rats in their ceiling, it's like they're afraid to open fuck, up. Like the- fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> And so then all hell breaks loose basically here. Uh, the aliens get inside. They're, they're shooting as many as they can. Burke, of course, being the weasel that he is, he, he, he runs off and locks the door. <laughs> Do what an asshole, man. But they're doing what they can, right? They're, they're, they're killing as many as, they, as possible. But, how, dude, how many are we to believe there are an alien for every human that was on this? That's what I, this, yeah, this I think there's, or if they had 158 population minus Newt, there would be 157 57 of these aliens. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. And, and one was able to take out all of the Nostromo on the first day. Exactly. So. And these are warrior aliens. So these, oh my these, God. Yeah. These aren't just, you know, very slow moving like the, the yeah. originally they're fast. Oh my God. <laughs> That's why they can. Yeah. The outlook don't look good here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah. So they so they do what they can. They finally get through the door that Burke has shut. Um and they find themselves and they've killed they've killed, you know, what they could. They get they find themselves in the ducks, right? Because where else are they going to go? Because they've they've welded one of the doors mm-hmm. and then the other door I don't think they had time to weld. They're going to get through. Yeah. And so um so you know Newt's like let's go through the ducks. I mean, she's like the professional duck Fuck it, I don't know what you call it, man. But they're <laughs> but they're going through the ducks, um, and they're trying to make their way. We know that at this point, we know um, Bishop, play, played by Lance Hendrickson. He has he's on his own mission to get another ship. Yeah, he he was crawling through those ducks to go um, remote connect um, the the radar dish so he could pull down the second drop ship from the Salako. There you go. So it sent him off his little side mission. But I have I have a theory. Yes. Um, that there's a, a moment when he leaves the docks, uh, when Ripley is going off to do, uh, which I don't want to have any spoilers just yet until no, we get okay. to that point. No, it's okay. It's all right, man. But he, there's a part where he says it was becoming a little unstable. Yes. I'm wondering if he went back to go get the samples uh, because oh. he was gone for a while. And oh. then he comes back with the ship. Huh. And now Dwayne was, he had just, or uh, Hicks. He oh, had Hicks, ju- yeah. He had just like took that morphine shot. So he was knocked out. He was knocked out. So he has no idea what Bishop was because doing. Because I didn't feel like the area, and we'll get to it, but I didn't feel like that area was so bad at that time that it he wasn't. couldn't be there. Yeah. So you think he went and got. I think he went and got the samples because uh, oh. he was dissecting the, the face hugger mm-hmm. in the med lab. Yeah. And there was that moment when he, um, I think it was Gorman that comes over to him or somebody. Yeah. And he has this weird look on his eyes, like he's going to kill that guy for being in, you know, in his way. Yeah. And um, I think he was working with Burke uh, on that. Well, because, I mean, over. if he is artificial and tell, you know, whatever he is, yeah. what, what, what synthetic, what did he call the himself? Synth- synthetic life form or something yeah. like that. But yeah, we had the same issue with but, Ash. But because cause he still, he has a mission himself. He does. So, I mean, you know. Yeah, he's working for Waylon Utani, and it's just like with Ash in the first Alien, he had his mission, 
Yeah. So that's why Ripley was always skeptical uh-huh. of the synthetics. So did you catch the, um, and I know you caught this. Um, I didn't catch it until today. Um, the, 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 the similarities from Terminator to aliens you have in, in Terminator, you have a uh, cyberdyne systems. Yes. And in here you have hyperdyne systems. I'm like, that's not a coincidence. And, and like Waylon Utani, I think was James, uh, or Waylon was, uh, James Cameron's neighbor who he hated. Is that right? <laughs> so he just kind of oh, turned, turned them into well, the company. I, I didn't notice like in, cause I remember in Terminator where Edward Furlong is talking to, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and he's like, Hey, you know, you, you sound too much like a, a, a robot, you know, right. you're affirmative. <laughs> Did you catch an aliens where nude is like, she kept saying affirmative. And I'm like, that is not a coincidence <laughs> from the two movies. It can't be. Yeah. Uh, little, little things that, that directors will, will carry over yeah. to see if fans like us will catch. Yeah, right? And that's why um, I think uh, even like with um, Prometheus and alien uh, it's tying into like even the Blade Runner universe. Uh, oh. I, I think they're all kind of connected. You think so? And in fact, we, we're getting a, I don't know if you know this, we're getting a, alien tv show ridley scott is doing it so i don't I, think i heard that no. yeah so I, i'm thinking that we're gonna tie in a lot of these kind of things together um i gotta revisit prometheus i only watched it the one time and did I you watch alien covenant it was that which part was that was that, that was the second prometheus this, movie shit no yeah no. i'll be honest i watched okay so prometheus i watched one i didn't see the alien covenant so i i'm gonna have to watch those I think when I was watching Prometheus, I was I was in a tattoo session, so okay. you can't really concentrate. Yeah, no. <laughs> I remember liking it. I remember liking it, but I, I couldn't catch all the stuff that was going on. We, we should have a a movie marathon. Watch Prometheus and oh. Alien Covenant back to back. Yes, yeah. I would like to. I was Alien Covenant good. So I am very upset about it, but it. I mean, it's his vision, mm. but I don't think it was completely his vision. I think uh, it was Fox's vision. Uh, when and, the studio gets involved. In yeah, it, yeah. Um, because it seemed like a lot of the things from Prometheus um, were dropped or uh, just kind of discarded uh, to go more along the alien route. Uh, it, it felt like we needed an in-between Prometheus movie. So uh, instead of going Prometheus to Alien Covenant, we needed Prometheus 2 and then Alien Covenant. Uh, because I think there was just so much more I wanted to learn about the engineers and, and uh, the whole backstory. So the studio probably... Put you know they they get their hands involved because they want it to go a certain route because they they're looking at the the overall dollar right yeah. it's like you know is this you know is it going to bore people are people not going to be intrigued because you know it's following this right instead of going the people want to see aliens look I want to see aliens too but you know as well but I want to see I want to see the backstory I want to I want to know what's going on right. you know I like that you and, know? and the reason I bring it up is because we're talking about Ash and we're talking about. Uh, um, uh, oh, Bishop, uh, Bishop, Bishop, thank you. Yeah, oh, it's, <laughs> I, I'm like, it's getting, I'm getting tired, but <laughs> Are you? yeah. Uh, so yeah, having David kind of a precursor of the creation of the alien, uh, being a synthetic, you know, yeah. it's, it's like, uh, man creates uh, or God creates man and then man creates, uh, the synthetic, uh, humans and then the synthetic humans create something to kill off man yeah which is kind of his god you know so yeah. we're getting this kind of loop and yeah, it's, it's, yeah, a, yeah it's brilliant in the way he's doing it so yeah well let's uh so okay so we know they're in the ducks um i, I think i think at this point gorman and and uh, vasquez uh 
they run out of ammunition and yep. and he blows he blows basically a bunch of these aliens up. Uh Burke I think is already bit it. I think one of the aliens already got him. Uh, so there's there's a um a story about that um that later on he's found cocooned. Oh. And Ripley ends up, you know, offing him. Yeah. Or or leaving him. I'm not really? sure. So any of the audience out there, if they know what actually happened to Burke, if he yeah. was, I mean, obviously we don't see now yeah. in the special edition, we don't see him again, right? We never see him again. I, okay. uh, as soon as he like locks him in, yeah. uh, he turns around and he gets like, hit. Yeah. but, um, yeah, there's supposed to be a scene of him being cocooned. Interesting. So I, I would yeah, love to, if there's any footage of that, I'd love to see if, yeah. if someone has that. I'm curious about that. So at this point we have Ripley's left, Hicks is left, Newt's left and Bishop. Mm-hmm. I, I think everyone else is, has basically. You know, because we know we know Hudson got pulled down the yep. by an alien. So he's so yeah. We only have like four people left, or and uh, we know um, Newt falls down this. I I don't know another duct yeah. and 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 but they're tracking her via the watch, um, and and Ripley can't let her go. Um, and they're trying to. She's she's basically in the water at this point. They're Hicks is trying to to cut a hole to get her out alien comes out she gets snatched yeah and um so uh but i know but i but i think at at this point uh ripley and hicks go into the elevator shaft and hicks gets the he gets he shoots the thing dude did you catch the the shotgun is that not the shotgun he used in in the terminator it might be. Dude, it has to be. Yeah. It has to be. Counters. It has to be the yep. shotgun. Because why else would you have, do you have all this advanced technology and he busts out a shotgun? Yeah. It has to be, man. And I love his comedy. He's like, I like to hold on to this for close encounters. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, it's awesome. man. But that elevator scene, is that not like one of the greatest oh, yeah. cinema moments? I mean, it's so intense. Yeah. And then just seeing that that yellow acid uh-huh. eating through his armor is just yeah. amazing. And so she, she, they, uh, she brings, she gets up to the, what where does she where does she meet uh bishop is it up in the same area i'm trying to remember where she i don't think it is because they were going to meet up with bishop because he has the ship and their idea was to leave well they're she's not leaving without they're, they're parked outside of like the um where they had um where the the wreckage was in the very and like uh when the dropship crashed into the ABC. Ah, okay okay i think he parked it out in that okay. area because they're, okay. they're outside okay because ripley takes hicks into there yep I, and then she's going to, she's getting all, this is, this is, this is always funny. This reminds me of those eighties montages where, where it's like, you saw it in like, say commando or oh, Rambo yeah. where they got to get all the weapons and show she's weaponed up. She's going to go find Newt because she believes Newt is still alive. And, but we know in about 15 or so minutes, the whole station is going to blow up. Right. But she gets down there and, and, and she finds where uh, the queen is or mother <laughs> and uh, and all the other aliens are there, and uh, she finds Newt. Newt's still alive, um, and gets her out. And then you got this little show now with her and the Queen, mm-hmm. where the Queen is shooting out these eggs like it's nobody's business. <laughs> and uh, and this humongous, humongous creature. I mean, it's it's awesome looking, dude. Um, what I'm puzzled by is how was the how was the Queen able to de- detach from. Where she's shooting at these eggs, very just, painfully, dude. It's like she just detaches, <laughs> she like rips it's off. Yeah. That thing. yeah, it was like I'm like, how do you do that and still survive? I don't know. I mean, I guess you suspend belief. I don't in- think she's actually connected to it. I think no? it's, um, yeah, no, I think it's like uh, the resin that the aliens secrete. 
Oh, I think that's what it is. It's that's not her flesh. It, that's it's not doing her flesh. It. Yeah, okay. her, her flesh is like metallic. Okay, or kind of steel I mean, looking. If I guess if you really think about it, there's really no rules, right? You can <laughs> anything can kind of happen here. But she gets see this. Okay, so talk to me here. We know in 15 minutes the whole thing is going to blow, anyways. But she's like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna." I'm going to flamethrow all of these things. I'm going to shoot them. I'm like, well, you just pissed her off. <laughs> now, now, could she have just taken Newt and walked out to the ship and it was going to blow anyways? It was. Uh, it was more of a personal vendetta okay. to kill her demons. Remember, okay. she was having nightmares about Yeah, she about was having it. those nightmares. And, um, that makes sense. Okay. It I, was kind of like this eye to eye. You know, you killed my daughter because I never got to see her. And now it's my turn to get rid of all your babies. Ah, uh, okay. And, and so it's yeah. the showdown. And that's why she kind of tilts her head. Like, you know, yeah. once that egg opens up, she's like, yeah. all right, it's on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's such an incredible scene watching Sigourney just go off. Just yeah, unloading. Unloading. She, yeah. Yeah, everything she had, she basically. And then she threw those. I think those little grenades or whatever in to blow the, it all up. I think the M40 or M50 yeah. grenades. Yeah. It's the eggs amazing. are still awesome looking. I will tell you this, man. I, I mean, these, the huggers, the eggs, they're so, the, 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 the practical effects on them are so great. And they just, they're, they're, I don't even know what the word to use. They're gross to me, dude. I feel so uneasy watching these things move along <laughs> or or the eggs kind of hatch. It's just yeah. and the goo and shit, dude. <laughs> it's so fucking nasty, man. It's, it, Geiger was one of a kind. Yeah. His, his, yeah. Or Geiger, depending on how you pronounce yeah. it. But, um, but uh, they make their way up and this is kind of like her... They they get in the ship. She thinks Bishop has left them, um, and uh, but the alien comes up the other elevator. So this is funny. So the alien she actually goes, she actually hit both elevators. She did when she tried to go up because I was like, damn, the alien yeah. knows how to do an elevator. Yeah, no. <laughs> so the, the the elevator um was coming down. Okay, when she was going up, and so, so it the, opened up. So the the, the queen yep. just kind of got lucky. Yep. She, it's not like the queen knew how to use an elevator. <laughs> yeah, because Ripley was running. She was getting impatient. <laughs> So she hit both buttons. Ah, okay. And allowed it to All come right. Up. So that yep. explains it. Yep. Um, but they get out of there and they're thinking, you know, hey, everything's great. This is the the whole the whole planet is gonna blow up and we're good. But then of course the alien is inside the I don't know, some cargo area of I the have ship. never quite figured that out. Uh, yeah. They they show it like um the landing gear getting scooping up a bunch of like metal. Like it got stuck. Yeah. But I think the alien uh, they're more agile than you know the puppet is yeah. able to do. So I think she jump jettisons or jumps up inside okay. of the landing okay. gear. So, I guess. Yeah, I mean, for for the sake of the the finale, the climax, yes, I, I yeah. guess, yeah. Um, so they get to the whatever they get to the ship, and uh, this is where uh, Bishop gets the the tail of the alien through. <laughs> With, again, these are all great effects, man. Um, and and Ripley's telling Newt to hey, go hide. Run, go hide. Do you notice Newt always finds herself underneath like some... <laughs> I like how that was foreshadowing, too, because always, she did the same thing in the very beginning, and it was thing, good at it. Yeah, she's always <laughs> she always seems to be in those little... It's yep. either a duct or underneath some sort of... That's why like, she gets yeah. named Newt. Newt, yeah. <laughs> Hard to catch. Um, but, then, uh, uh, but then Ripley gets on the loader, this loader thing, which is cool looking. Did that not remind you of... 
a later on movie, The Matrix. Remember Matrix, I think part two and oh, three? Yeah. The the I don't know what they were. It looks like this loader, but just has guns yeah, on it. Yeah, so um one of the things that James Cameron wanted all of the crew to do was to read the Starship Troopers novel. Ah. And um in Starship Troopers, they have power suits in there. Oh, okay. And so um that's why we got a completely different movie from Aliens, is because I think he wanted to make Starship Troopers. Ah. And, and that's why we have drop ships, which Starship Troopers has drop ships. Yeah, yep. You have the power suits. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the space marines uh-huh uh, so yeah that's basically what we got um was a starship troopers in space but uh, we just used the alien franchise for yeah it. yeah um it does feel like that it, now that yeah. you're talking about it it because starship troopers you know that was done later on but it has that kind of same feel yeah. like the you know the you know so yeah i could see that and they're bugs and you know and they're bugs yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy man but we have this now standoff with with ripley in this this loader thing and and uh you know they have their they have their fight um and she opens up what does she open up it's some like what what is that is the door to basically to you know to space like i oh, she the, opens the door what is that door the, like the, a the cargo hatch. door or the, something the cargo hatch. Hatch. yeah yeah and the idea is to shoot her out and to shoot out the queen into space um knocks knocks the queen down but she comes down with her cuz she grabs grabs rip ripley and, and she yeah. loses one of those awesome reebok shoes which is it, so is sad. That what is, it loses one of the <laughs> shoes um but uh and then yeah i mean eventually man right like the the force of this doors being open takes out uh takes the alien shoots the queen out into space with a loader and you know and she climbs her way up the stairs and they shut the doors and you know with some help from a half uh a half uh, <laughs> half uh bishop bishop you know um and yeah man i mean uh i think uh hicks is still out like i think they give him another sh- do they at this point do we they never kind of, we never see him after that he's just bandaged up and, he's bandaged and up yeah. and they and then they the idea here is to okay so tell me micah because i am so like not I'm not into the sci-fi. Why is the hypersleep necessary? Please explain this to me because I mean, all, so you have, you have basically uh, a half of half of Bishop, you have Hicks and now you have Newt and Ripley and they have to go to this, this hypersleep. Why? Why? I don't. Well, even if uh, you're in space and you're going light speed and you're going to some of these distant worlds, it could take, you know, 50 years to get there. Uh, so that's why you go into this hypersleep to slow down your metabolism, if not stop it at all. Uh, so that okay. way you don't age. Do you see this? Yeah. Dude, the, the, like light years just bakes my noodle, man. I've never <laughs> understood the, it. The one thing I find very interesting is that they all have stubble in the very beginning uh, yeah. when they're coming out of the, the oh, okay. hypersleep chambers. Yeah. And I was wondering if that actually would be accurate or would they have full beards and, you know. Because you're saying it could be years. It, yeah, exactly. Like, okay, so like, so say for instance, we know that Ripley was lost for 57 years. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't her hair have grown? I mean, does her it, fingernails does, or all that kind fingernails? of stuff? Yeah. I mean, but maybe I some gray. I but don't, maybe that uh, stops when you're, you know, when you're inside the chamber, yeah. maybe it, you know, it just I, stops, stops it completely. So you don't so, age. <laughs> that's so crazy, man. Yeah, it's it's I don't know, man. That stuff always kind of confuses me. I've always never understood like a light year and the distance and all these other like black holes and and all, I mean the universe is such a enor- enormous vast like it's kind kind of like unknown like uh, interstellar when they go down to that planet with the the giant wave 
and then they come back up and I think it's been like 20 years. But it's not. It's only been like five or ten minutes for them. See, that's like just that. that's yeah. crazy for me, man. I just. Uh, uh, anyways, that's aliens, folks. <laughs> this is. Uh, I mean, this is still a this this movie still holds up, man. It's a great flick. If if you know if the audience hadn't seen it, I mean, we've ruined it for you. I guess I don't know if we ruined it, but there's, there's no way to make spoil, this ruin we spoiled, this. Movie. We spoiled it for you. That's the that's the right word. We spoiled it for you, but it's a phenomenal movie, and you should see it. It literally is a great movie, dude. It again, it feels very eighties. But that's a good thing because I grew up in the 80s yeah. and there's so many damn good movies and everything about this is so it you were you were texting me earlier that it was like only an 18 million dollar budget but it felt so much larger than yeah. that. It, it dude this felt like a for the 80s a 50 million or 75 million dollar budget. I mean, you and, know. And, and see that's what made James Cameron so amazing is that he could do so much with so little. He yeah. used everything to his ability. And uh, the reason why I was going to go back to uh, about why I think this is one of my all time greatest favorite movies of yeah. all time. After I saw this movie, it gave me nightmares when I was a kid. Yeah. I had nightmares for like a week. My mom even had nightmares after watching this movie. <laughs> but the thing is, I watched it again and again and again, and it's it broke my fear. I no longer had fear after, after I wasn't afraid of aliens and uh, I would take my Legos and make pulse rifles out of them. <laughs> and my, my little Lego characters were now space Marines yeah. and I'd make uh, like uh, I'd find dinosaurs and, and goop them up with silly putty. And now they were aliens. <laughs> so it, it's like, I'm checking my corners around in the house now, you know? Yeah, and yeah. So it changed my path as a kid. You know, I now was really into movies and Hollywood yeah. and I wanted to be a special effects artist. So it, it goes to show that even something as, as small as a film can change you so much as, yeah. a, as a person and what you want to do. Uh, and so that's why Aliens, uh, for me, it, it really yeah. it changed me as a kid. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad you came out, man. I'm glad we got a chance to, to talk about it. Uh, this is your first time out. Hopefully... Hopefully it wasn't too painful. This, this was hopefully you didn't were too scared ahead of time. You, you did phenomenal. Um, Thank you so hopefully much. Hopefully the hopefully our listeners uh, feel the same way. Um, and hopefully, man, you come back out again. We'll do something else. You know, I love it. And and uh, I want to give a shout out to James Cameron. Um, such an incredible director. Um, and uh, I'm going to fix a few of the scenes in Aliens, <laughs> the dropship scenes that need some new compositing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there is some, yeah, there's some stuff going on there that I noticed today when I was watching it. Some of the scenes aren't great. I don't know, for, man. For the time, they were phenomenal. Um, but with today's graphics, we can easily fix them. So it's <laughs> yeah. a nice thing about being a VFX artist. You're like sitting there watching a movie that I can fix I that. Could, I could fix that. Yeah. <laughs> there's some people that have redone the special effects for uh, The Last Starfighter. Oh, is that right? And they look phenomenal. Is so that right? I'm, I'm hoping the studio will buy them and just or buy what work they've done and yeah. pop it in there. So. That's hilarious. Yep. That's hilarious. Well, that's it, folks. Thanks again, uh, dude, for coming on out. And uh, everyone, uh, stay safe, take care, and uh, come back and uh, give us a listen. You listened all the way to the end. We appreciate that. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Ear for Fear Podcast, Twitter at Ear for Fear, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Ear for Fear Podcast. You can also check out our website, earforfear.com. There we list news and events. We're available on all the main platforms, so make sure you tell a friend. We hope you come back and get an earful.